Our very existence depends on this. Black strength. Strength that has carried us for decades, but is undermining an important aspect of our humanity, feeding in on itself. Being strong all the time took away our ability to speak about our weaknesses, our sadness, our mental illnesses. This silence is killing us. Welcome to another edition of the Black Doctor Speak podcast. Black Doctor Speak is your source for vetted, accurate information on African-American health from some of the nation's top doctors and is sponsored by the African-American Wellness Project. Welcome to this edition of the podcast, Black Doctor Speak. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Lenore, president of the African-American Wellness Project, which sponsors this podcast. Today, we're going to review some of the issues that impacted the black community the most in the year 2022, with some implications of what they may mean to us in the year 2023. One of the interesting dynamics of this year's health-related issues in the African-American community has to do with the term health equity. Health equity suggests that African-Americans, in a very simple terminology, should have the same kind of health care as the rest of America. Before we suggest specific issues relative to what's happened Uh, in the African-American community related to certain specific diseases and specific issues. Let's talk about the whole issue of health equity, because that dominated the landscape this year. Health equities, in a very simple term, suggest that the African-American community should have the same resources and health outcomes as the rest of America. Quite frankly, as we discussed what has happened this year, that is still nowhere near the case. What happens from the cradle to the grave, we're sicker and die more often from diseases that other people have better outcomes for. And so so a lot of the discussion this year related to the black community has to do with those things necessary to improve health equity. I'm not sure uh, that we've made much progress this year. A lot of resources have been pushed into it. Uh, I'm already starting to see the fact that uh, the health of black America uh, is beginning again to take a back seat to other issues more important to many Americans. I think that we have, as a community, to continue to push the narrative that health equity uh, is critical if the rest of America is to be healthy. And having a community as unhealthy as we have been over 400 years and certainly continue to be uh, does not bode well for the rest of America, especially when we start talking about interrelated issues like a COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Uh, so I'm hopeful, somewhat hopeful, uh, that we will continue uh, to have this discussion with America, that until we have the same statistic, the same outcome, the same resources, and the same commitment uh, to improve the health in our communities as other communities, uh, I don't think we're going very far. So now let's look at some specific health issues that I think were important to our community this year. While we won't be able to cover everything, I do think that we have a good case to make for the things that we're presenting. Let's start with COVID. There's no question that COVID has a disproportionate impact on our community. We got it first, we got it worst. And even now, there's so much to discuss in terms of COVID's impact on our community. First of all, you know, we... We're dying still more often, uh, and we're sick as much as any other community in this country. Uh, While over the period of the last two years, we developed not only vaccines, but also treatments for COVID-19, the African-American community has been slow 
in uptaking on these opportunities. Uh, we do know that the COVID vaccines that are available now, two injections and a booster, are not as effective against the COVID-19 variants as they were against the original Delta COVID. That's because we have so much to do. The virus is smart. We may be rid of it, but it's not rid of us. And the new variants have increased transmissibility, and they have the ability to evade, to evade our immune systems uh, more efficiently uh, than the uh, original viruses. Uh, that's going to continue. Fortunately, most experts feel that as the virus mutates, it will stay a respiratory virus. Uh, that means that it will stay with us uh, on various occasions, uh, probably throughout the rest of our lives. And it'll be much more like the common cold. As I've said, the, the vaccines are now um, down, eligible down. And now the vaccines, although they're available uh, for children down to the age of three, uh, very few parents are availing themselves of getting the uh, new vaccines. Uh, I do personally feel that the vaccines do help. They don't prevent you from getting COVID-19, but they do reduce the chance that you'll be in the hospital or you might die. And so consequently, I think the fight goes on, the struggle goes on to try and get our children vaccinated as a way for them to stay healthy. So let's talk a little bit about cardiovascular disease. It's still the leading cause of death among black Americans over the age of 35. High blood pressure and high cholesterol levels and physical inactivity often contribute to the problem. But we can't forget that um, statistic about cardiac disease. Still, the pillars of good cardiac care include and regular visits to your doctor to check on your blood pressure, uh, your height, your weight, uh, and your cardiac status. Another major problem confronting our community is diabetes. There's no question but that African Americans have the highest rates of diabetes in our country. A lot of it has to do with obesity, uh, diet, and exercise. We're starting to see cases of diabetes in our community much younger. African American children have the highest rates of type 2 diabetes. In addition, we're increasingly aware of a condition called Pre-diabetes. We used to think the blood sugars like 120, 125, 130 were acceptable. But now we know that they have, in their own way, uh, damaging effects on the body. So understanding where your blood sugar is all the time at any age is very important when regular visits to your doctor. You're not just interested in the blood sugar level, the fasting blood sugar level, but you're also interested in your, what you call your hemoglobin A1C. That tells you how your body's been handling sugar over the past several months. But once you get the information that you need and you have prediabetes or diabetes, there are a lot of new effective treatments for diabetes that you should know about. So check with your doctor on your blood sugar on a regular basis. Uh, talk about uh, what you need to be doing for the numbers that you have and ask about some of the newer treatments uh, for diabetes. Still a big problem in the African-American community. Another very big problem that we're dealing with in our community this year are mental health issues, uh, both for our children and for ourselves. We know that anxiety and depression are much more common in the African-American community. The COVID pandemic just added uh, to the problem. A bigger underneath problem is the problem of racism and its impact on every one of us in this community. We know and we are increasingly appreciating the fact that racism can contribute to the development and manifestation of a lot of the mental health problems that we see. What's more tragic and what's been more revealing over the last several years is that we don't have enough mental health experts who understand us culturally, would enable us 
to um, take care of these problems uh, much more effectively. We have to, as a community, overcome the stigma of dealing with mental health problems as if every one of us who dealt with those is crazy. Uh, we know that mental health is another one of the major issues that people have to deal with. Uh, and the sooner you recognize it, the more effectively you deal with it, the better the outcome. I'm particularly concerned about the statistics around our children uh, during the pandemic and how much that has increased the severity of the problems that they're having uh, with mental health issues. I think we have to deal with this more effectively in the new year. And let's talk about cancer, especially breast and prostate cancer. We know that African Americans are disproportionately impacted by those. But what's interesting about that is that for both breast and prostate cancer, if they're evaluated properly and treated appropriately in exactly the same facilities as other members of the community, especially whites, then uh, outcomes are often better. So consequently, uh, we have to understand what we need to do. We need to, certainly for prostate cancer, you need to be screened after the age of 40 uh, with a PSA. PSA is not the end-all or be-all. doesn't necessarily mean that you have but a PSA can suggest to your doctor that you need further investigation. We know now that the investigative techniques are much better. We're suggesting for all men who have prostate cancer, uh, if they want to do a biopsy, have them get a, uh, what we call an MRI first. An MRI can spot these cancers uh, more accurately uh, with less pain and side effects. For women, it's the mammogram. Getting mammograms early in life on a regular basis can certainly spot these cancers much earlier. Uh, the earlier they're treated, the outcomes tend to be the same. What seems to bother us as a community is that we don't get these mammograms sufficiently early enough, and there are enough mistakes in the system that you have to be vigilant. Uh, studies have shown that often when African Americans get mammograms and other studies for can uh, cancers in women, uh, they're often not told. If they are told, they're not treated exactly the same, so the outcomes are not the same. So you need to know exactly uh, what your mammograms show at the appropriate ages. Uh, you need to pick out your doctors carefully, pick out your specialists carefully, and demand that the system treat you with respect and efficiency. And we can't forget this year that the new recommendations for screening for colon cancer have been changed down to the age for 40, uh, at least uh, every 10 years. Uh, what was found is that a number of people with cancers uh, in, the, in that age group were missed early, uh, ultimately causing difficulty uh, and clinical problems. So breast cancer, prostate cancer, lung cancer, uh, and colon cancer are all cancers that can be picked up early enough if you're in a process that screens for these cancers on a regular basis. HIV and AIDS. You know, you hardly hear much about HIV and AIDS, but now we know that if we do everything right, we can cure HIV. But you have to know that you have it. So screening for HIV in high-risk communities is still fairly critical. The treatments for HIV have fallen us to sleep a little bit. You can live a normal lifespan with HIV and AIDS. And so consequently, uh, if you are picked up early enough, screened early enough, treated early enough, and even prophylactically treated uh, for HIV and AIDS, you can reduce the incidence uh, of this disease in our community. Substance abuse still runs rampant in our community. It's really funny to me that uh, for years and years, substance abuse was called uh, a crack epidemic when it's primarily in the black community. 
Now that it's spread to other communities, it's considered a public health emergency. Regardless, we need more treatment centers. We need more opportunities for those people who want to get rid of drugs uh, to get off them. We need to have uh, more of an approach for treatment and less of an approach for incarceration uh, and punishment. Techniques have been utilized successfully, like uh, open use of syringes and offering them to addicts. And the other thing we have to stop uh, is the overprescribing of pain medication. But as I see, a bigger problem is that those people who need pain medication can't get it because every time you ask for pain medication, even appropriately with diseases like sickle cell and arthritis and trauma situations, uh, then you're labeled as a drug addict. We've got to turn that around and get a more effective strategy for dealing with people with chronic pain. So next, let's talk about obesity. It's a serious problem in our community. 34% of whites are considered obese, but 48% of African Americans. And the causes of obesity disproportionately affect black communities more than any other demographic because uh, even if we want to be healthy, often we don't have that option with healthy food choices and physical opportunities in our community as well as increased reliance on cheap foods with high calorie content. The other thing is that we eat good, and we eat good food. But a lot of the good food that we eat is not particularly healthy for us. And we're not going to change our cultural identity with our foods. But we can watch our calories, watch our weight. Next, let's talk about what's happening with uh, asthma. I've been an asthma specialist for over 40 years, and I couldn't be more disappointed by the fact that African Americans still have terrible statistics as it relates to asthma compared to the rest of the country. And African American women have the highest mortality rates from cancer, and African American children are three times more likely to die. They're hospitalized more and in the emergency room more. What's so tragic about this is that we've come a long way in able to manage patients with asthma. Certainly environmental controls and eliminating the elimination of triggers is important. But the progress in medications in my lifetime has been fairly substantial. We've learned to use the bronchodilators appropriately uh, only when necessary. We've learned to incorporate inhaled corticosteroids in some of our medicines and combination medicines. But all the talk this year is about biologics. Now, biologics are medicines that target those chemicals which force the airway to close down uh, in asthma. We've known for a long time that asthma is what you call an inflammatory disease. That means a bunch of cells move to the area, set up shop, and then release these chemicals. Most of the therapy uh, for significant asthma has been suppressing the inflammatory response, usually with drugs called prednisone or steroids. But these new biologic medications target the, the particular um, chemicals that force the airway specifically. The problem is that these medications are primarily utilized for patients with severe intractable asthma. But for, in our community, there are lots of patients like that. The problem, though, is that these drugs are very expensive and hard to get. And so consequently, we don't get the opportunity to take these medications or use these medications as often as we should. But I do think that these new biologics for the patient with severe intractable asthma is the talk of the year in asthma. So if you have a relative or you know of people who have severe asthma that's not controlled by ordinary means, tell them to talk to their doctors or you talk to your doctors about the use of biologics in children over the age of six.
And finally, I'd like to talk about a personal preference of mine, which is our engagement in environmental issues. Certainly the issue of environmental justice, where this country tends to put dangerous environmental facilities uh, near African-American communities. And there's no doubt we suffer from that. Respiratory problems, neurologic problems, uh, problems with cancer, all can be traced back to our ex overexposure to certain environmental issues. Many people, when they talk about the environment, they're really simply talking about climate change. But for us, it's a much, much more down-to-earth issue. Where we live and around what we live, I think, has a lot to do with that, more to do with our health than we think. Probably one of the saddest pieces that, as an African-American community, we're really not that engaged in the environmental discussion, and we really should be. So those are a few things that uh, we talked about uh, this year that I thought were important. Uh, obviously, we left out quite a few. But I want you to realize that things are changing all the time. So we'll try to keep up, and if you listen to the Black Doctor Speak podcast, I think that will certainly help. But my takeaway from this year is how important it is that we get proper access to good care, uh, how you are followed, how you are assessed on a regular basis, the uh, kinds of access you have to competent physicians who care about you and what you have, not who you are, uh, the use of you have to build your own system. You have to select a good primary care doctor. You have to have a good advocate when you go into the system. You have to be prepared to ask questions. You have to make certain that you're getting the standard of care for any condition that you have. I think that that's the one thing we can do. We can't make the system always be concerned about the health of the black community. And the record on that is very, very scattered. But I do think that what you can do is to build your health system from the bottom up such that you get the kind of care that will improve your health outcomes. So we'll be here all the rest of the year. Uh, the podcast Black Doctors Speak, sponsored by the African-American Wellness Project, uh, on any podcast channel. Remember, health is your biggest asset. I'm Dr. Mike Lenore. If you enjoyed our show, please remember to hit the subscribe button so that new episodes are delivered directly to you every week as well as rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, listening to our show is as simple as telling your Alexa, Siri, or Google to play the Black Doctor Speak podcast. Take care, everyone.